Thanks for checking out the Airborne Youth Podcast. This week you'll be hearing a teaching from Ben Evenson. Is anybody hungry? Oh, how about that? That's really good, right? What? Hungry? Like hungry for this kind of stuff? How would this go? Why? Somebody raise their hand and tell me why you want one of these. Nathaniel. Because you didn't need anything yet. All right. Haley. Fair enough. I'll take that. All right. Somebody else. That's so random and awesome all at once. Yes. Laura, yeah. Energy. All right. Good. Yes. It's not a vegetable. They lied to you. Welcome to American Education. Here we go. Hunter. Daily dose of sugar. Nathaniel? How do you know? Hmm, that's interesting. You've eaten it before. Well, there's that. How about this? Whitney's like, I know. The cops are like, yes. You like this stuff, Serena? Oh, this is called Vegemite. You know, you know how I know this is not good? Because it's been in that cabinet for a year. And it's still full. That's how I know it's not good. This stuff is so weird. How many of you have never had Vegemite before? Oh, wow. It's basically, it's basically soy sauce in paste form. That's what it that's what it smells like. Look. Anyway. It's that bad, isn't it? Try come on, Cameron. Anyway. Not hungry for this, right? Any, ew. They put this on toast in Australia. Everybody, cry moment. Australia, okay, it's over. Yes. If you eat the powder direct, yeah. It tastes like the beef flavoring in ramen noodles. It does. In concentrate. Mm. Oh, that's so gross. Why did I do that? Now I have to live up here with that for a while. Anyway, I have gum. Oh, oh. How about this? Who's hungry? I find it really weird that anyone in this room would get excited about a piece of plastic. Because there's... Who's going to eat this? That's weird. That's my strange addiction stuff, right? Yeah, right? Have you seen that show? My strange addiction. People that like eat toilet paper for snack food. It's not a joke. They like literally sit there with a roll of toilet paper and they just tear off little pieces. And then they go to a doctor and find out that it's all packed in one side of their colon and they need surgery and stuff. It's gross. Please don't eat this. Why do you want it? 
Because you're weird. Why would, why would you want this? I didn't call on you, young man. Anyway, why do you want this? It's how do you know? What if it's empty? What if I used it for lunch today? Right? I mean, this is, it's, it's a card and it's got three cows on it, but I guarantee it doesn't taste like beef. Right? How do I know? Tastes better than the Vegemite, but that's, that's true. It doesn't, oh, look, now it's got teeth marks in it. Like every pencil in my house. Anyway, hunger. You're all hungry for this, right? $10 to Chick-fil-A. And I just, like, as I look at this card, I begin to picture that glorious all-white chicken breast wrapped in ooey-gooey, oily, greasy breading. And I personally love to ask for a buffalo sauce and a ranch sauce and put them both on the sandwich. And then when you're eating it, it's like all over the place, right? You don't eat that thing in the car because it would be a disaster. Am I right? But this, I can't eat. But I can, but knowing what it represents stirs up something in you. How many of your mouths are doing that like... Uh, yeah, a little bit of salivating. It's incredible what an attachment to an experience you've had before can do to stir things up in you, right? Because some of you, I held up the Vegemite. If you've had it before and you hate it, your mouth didn't go, ah, oh, saliva. You were like, like bad experience, bad day, right? Some of you are like, I eat it every day. It's like, anyway, they spread it on toast. Did I say that? It's really weird. Um. But this right here actually has $10 on it. Represents one of those ooey-gooey things and those waffle fries, man. Oh. And I think for $10, you probably could get the burger with the ranch and the buffalo sauce on it. Maybe lettuce, tomato, some of the extras. Fries and a milkshake. Right? How good is that, right? Now, listen. Obviously, there's a point to this. And I haven't... Try to think through the best way to give this to somebody. We'll, we'll figure it out later. I'm going to put it away for right now. We'll see. Pay attention, and it might be you. All right. Ha, ha, ha. There we go. I am going to give it away. I do promise that, all right? So, but here's the thing. Listen, I want to challenge you guys as we go to the beach trip this week. And if you're not going to the beach trip, latch on to this because it's not just a beach trip thing. It's an all-the-time-forever, like, the rest of your life deal is to get hungry for what God might have in store for you. You can see a piece of plastic and your whole body responds like, oh, I need, because there's something attached and you suddenly think that you may not have even been that hungry until you saw what was possible on a little piece of plastic, right? So there's this reality. How many of you have experienced God's presence before? So you have an appetite for God's presence. A huge amount of you. You're like, oh, I know what that's like. And I remember, like, I remember all the way back to, like, middle school when I was like, I remember feeling God's presence. And then all the way through high school, like, cool stuff would happen. And then, does this anybody else do this? And you kind of like, you're like, God, I want that again. I want that again, right? Anybody do that? 
Yeah, it's like, and sometimes you'll be in worship and you're like, I remember this feeling I had once. Why isn't it happening again? I really, but it, that's called hunger. It's like you, you've tasted pizza before and then suddenly something stirs up in your body later down the road. It could be years down the road and you go like, I want, like In-N-Out Burger. I haven't had an In-N-Out Burger in like, it's probably been at least six, five, six years. Okay, In-N-Out Burger is a legendary burger joint only out west and a little in the south right are they making their way across texas and stuff anyway they used to be just california and you'd have to go to california and oh man their burgers are unreal i haven't had one in a long time but when i think about it it makes me respond like really i'm like my whole body goes that would be so good right now like, I had pizza for dinner. I'm not that starving, but an In-N-Out burger would really do it right now. Because you get a connection to an experience, and there's a craving that happens there. And guess what? God says that's awesome. Right? Jesus, yeah. Jesus said this in Matthew 5. He said, blessed. How many of you want to be blessed? That sounds kind of religious, but come on. Blessed. Right? Or hooked up. How about that? Like, you're... Hooked up would be more of a, not like in a relational, anyway, we'll just move on, okay? <laughs> Set. How, what would be a current good phrase for, for blessed? Current word for the word blessed. Blessed. Set. Set. Like totally set for life. So here it is. It says, set are those, we'll just paraphrase this, who hunger and thirst for righteousness, okay? So when, and what is righteousness? It's cool Dallas touched in on this a little bit. What is righteousness? Anybody know what that means? Come on, give me a good dictionary definition, somebody. Righteousness. Tear down the root word right there. What is it? Root, right. Righteousness. So itch on the right side of your, something. No, okay. No. Right is the root word of righteousness. It means right standing with God is righteousness. So Jesus says in Matthew 5, blessed are those who hunger and thirst for that, for a right standing with God. How many of you want a right standing with God? I guarantee if you have a, that feeling when you do something wrong that just goes like, ah, oh, that's an indicator of a hunger for righteousness. You want right standing with God, and when you miss the mark, when you mess up, when you make a wrong move, say something stupid, make the wrong decision, that uh, thing inside of you makes you go, no, that's not righteousness. And you know it. That's an indicator that you've tasted righteousness because, like Dallas said, Jesus came and became righteousness for us so that we can be standing right before God. So we get a taste of that, and that stirs a hunger inside of us for more of what that looks like. Now, how do you get righteousness? Go to church every Sunday, read your Bible, pray for hours a day. Then you're righteous. Right? Wrongteousness. No, wrongteousness, right? Now listen, now listen. Going to church, reading your Bible, praying, talking to God, worshiping, having a relationship with God, all is part and parcel of being righteous, but it's not the process of getting righteous. Does that make sense? When you're in right standing with God, you want to spend time with God. 
right? When you're like in the, the best possible situation, you have your best friend, you guys getting along, everything's going so well, you just have the most fun the whole day hanging out all together at Hershey Park and you went to the boardwalk and it's like you had the best day and you go home and they have to go home and you're just like, oh, I can't wait till tomorrow we can hang out again, right? It's like the right standing of your relationship with your friend makes you want more. Am I right? How about when you have that terrible, awful, blow-up fight, you know, because they said something about some, something and, you know, whatever, or they liked the boy that you liked but you didn't tell anyone? Anyway, big fight, big blow-up. You walk away from that moment of that big fight and you desire to not be with that person because you're not in right standing relationally with that person at that moment. It's called a hunger for... Uh, for relationship that we have, I think some Vegemite just came out on the floor. Ew. Uh, anyway, smear it in. It's good. This carpet lasts forever. So, do you get this, though? This rings true in every single person because you've all experienced those times when stuff's going good with mom and dad. And it's like, oh, let's have family time and stuff. when it's not. And your parents are like, let's play a game. And you're like, I hate you. No. Yeah, right? When you're not in right standing with mom and dad, you don't desire to be around them very much. Gotcha? Right? This is good. So here's the call, the challenge to you for this week as we go to the beach. And again, every day of your life, so if you're not going to the beach, don't be like, not for me. Okay? Is get genuinely hungry for that taste and see experience of who God is. Because he will come, he will meet you, but three things that I want to tell you, keys to this, to experiencing God's presence and pursuing and hungering righteousness, the first one is ask for it. Okay, right? Yeah, I hold up a card and I go, who's hungry? I'm probably not going to pick the person that's like, yeah, like, Somebody who's like, I want it. Okay, all right. Well, they want it at least. All right, you know what I mean? Ask for it. Number two, in hungering and thirsting for righteousness, believe that it's going to happen. Okay? And that sounds kind of easy and kind of hard all at the exact same time. But believe that God is going to come through because he always will. The third part of this, though, that's really important is don't give God the target. Be the target. Does that make sense? I think so often we go to God and go, God, I want this to happen right now. And that doesn't happen. And because we're so fixated on what we think God ought to do in us, we miss what's happening and what God actually wants to do. So I want to challenge you to ask God with a big, wide funnel and be the target for God's presence and believe he's actually going to come through. Because here's a big trap that we tend to fall into is that what we expect to happen doesn't happen and we start to get an attitude with God and blame him. I was talking to Damick about this yesterday a little bit, right? We were talking in my truck. We were hauling beach trip stuff around and doing all kinds of stuff, getting ready. And I think we have this crazy tendency to blame God when things don't go the way we want. And I said to David, I was like, but it's not God's fault. Because we, we tend to just be like, it must be God. You know, I forget the whole conversation. But basically on that. But then I was like, you know what? 
It's not God's fault unless it is. Right? If something doesn't go the way you want, it actually might be God's fault. But if it's God's fault, you better not be upset about it. That's a moment for worship, and that's a moment for praise. When you go, God, I want to see this happen, and it doesn't come through the way you expect, it could be God totally and completely saving your life. So it could be God's fault, but to point a finger and turn anger toward God and step out of righteousness, because the minute you go, God, you screwed up, righteousness, God, you suck, is don't go together very well. Because there's a right standing in relationship that says, God, I believe that you are faithful, that you're going to come through, that you're going to do all the things that you've promised in your perfect time. And that when it doesn't happen just how you think it ought to, in the moment you think it should, you could say, thank you, God, that it didn't have to happen then because it probably would have killed me. Right? Tyler right now could ask me, Dad, I need a car right now. Right? He's 12. Okay? A car is a really good thing. He is a really good young man. But a really good 12-year-old young man and a really good car, it does not equal good. Yes, I'm sure. Because I was 12 once and I thought I needed a car. I used to race, like, well, race golf carts. You know how fast they go, right? I grew up in a camp. Story. Here we go. Story time. We'll bookmark this in, okay? I grew up in a summer camp type place. My parents worked there, and we had golf carts. And when we turned 13, I think we were allowed to drive the golf carts around the camp, you know, which was so fun. I did it when I was 11 and 12, but no one knew. Anyway, but when we were 13, we were allowed to drive a golf cart and be seen in it. So I, we would take these golf carts, and they were literally just used to, like, move things around the camp and cleaning supplies, that kind of stuff. And, but there was a lake about a mile from, our, from the camp, like down, like these crazy, like they were like dirt bike four-wheeler trails. And I was like, let's go to the lake. <laughs> so I took, I, seriously, I took this thing, and I was like trying to catch air off these little like jumps that like dirt bikes would go, wah, you know. And I'm, bang, 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 and I drive all the way down the lake. I get all the way back up. And my dad was working at this one building and I pulled up because I could always kind of go see my dad whenever I'd be like there's this truck okay I'd pull I pull up and he's working I pull up I stop and literally all at one time all four leaf springs if you know what those are they're those like they're those bendy things that sit on top of the axle that let it kind of bounce you know above the tires they're, they're, they're usually layered they're long and skinny and they look like I don't know what do they look like leaf springs they look like leaf springs anyway Whatever. Take the class on auto mechanics with Kevin in the fall. All right? I just made that up. <laughs> Kevin's like, what? Yes. Good idea. Anyway, all four leaf springs completely go, boom, and break. The entire thing just drops down on the wheels. And my dad looks over and goes, oh, no. It was a bad moment. I drove that thing like I rolled a couple of the golf carts in my days. That was not good either. So, uh, uh, yeah. And then I got a dirt bike when I was 14. Yeah, we don't even have to tell that story. Cause, but here's back to the point. If I give Tyler exactly what he thinks he wants in any given moment, it very well could kill him if it's not the right season and proper time for it. Same thing back to the hunger deal. If somebody's like, man, I really could go for some chicken right now. 
Salmonella, kill you. Eating chicken not properly ready is not good for you even if you're starving. Was that a good moment? We'll have that on video. (laughs) I don't know where that came from. Thank you, God. Anyway. Do you get what I'm saying, though? Asking God for things is a really great deal. But one of the greatest traps the devil will keep us in is he'll get us to, he'll, he'll recognize us asking God for something and he'll get us so fixed on that that we completely forget that God is infinite and he's not limited to one task at a time and we stop asking God for all the other stuff that he might want to do. It's okay to ask God for something right now and say, God, I want you to show me the person I'm going to marry. But if you completely lock yourself in on that, especially when you're 14 years old, you're going to miss about eight years of what God wants to do in your life. Going, God, give me this, give me this, give me this, give me this. And he's going like, what about all these friends? What about all these opportunities? What about this? What about this? That would eventually lead you to the person you're going to marry, but you're so fixed on the thing that you've asked for because you think I'm a limited God. And I think limited, and I deliver limited. We get so like, God, until you answer this prayer, I'm not moving. That's fine to ask, and it's fine to believe like crazy, but ask for a hundred other things at the same time and celebrate every time one of them goes through. And you'll never get discouraged in the process of waiting on the things that don't happen when you think they should have. This is huge because the enemy will just love you locked into that place of missing all the good stuff that God is pouring out. He's a good, good father. We sing all about that as a good song, right? We say this, God's a good father. The Bible says this. But we tend to get all this tunnel vision thing. We as humans do this really, really well, especially guys because we can only think about one thing at one time. You know? Uh, like... I know that's a stereotype. It's not totally true. Some guys can multitask. I just haven't met any. Anyway. So. Huh? What'd you say? I have no idea what that is, but good. You can so multitask. Kind of. Do you get where I'm going with this, guys? There is such a reality with this. So what I want to do right now is I want to popcorn this thing, and I want to stir up hunger for the beach trip. Is that okay? Popcorn means, like, things just go, pop, 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 like, and you never know. Like, they happen all at different times. So I want really short versions of things God's done for you, to you, that you've experienced while on an airborne beach retreat. Testimony time. Just do it quick. We could do a microphone if you got one, Kevin, and we want to try to, I need, like, Super active leaders that can get it around really fast. Stacy's going to go crazy. Put your hand up if you have a beach trip testimony. Jaylen's got one over here. Come on, be thinking, people. And as you hear these, as you hear these, start to go like, God, I'd like something like that. All right, maybe we'll say it all together after she says it. We'll figure that out. If it's on red, it's on. Um, So last year, me and Becky, um, we were like, it was, I think it was the last night, right? It was the last night, and like the last night session, and we were worshiping and everything. And then me, Becky, Andrea, and a few other girls, we just, like, felt the presence of God, and it just fell on us. 
and I had ex- experienced that before, but it was never as that heavy. That was like my third time, and God just fell. Like we were crying, and we went out by the water on the shoreline, and we just saw angels. Like we saw God out in the open. And the night before, I had seen something, and I heard God say he was going to show up. And I didn't know he was going to show up like that. And it was just, it was really emotional, and it was a great experience. So. Hold on a second. What are, what are, oh, hold on. Yeah, in a second, though. Everybody, repeat. Right, here we go. Put your hands up. Say, God. I want something like that. Mm, juicy burger. All right, there it is. Okay. Back here. Uh, two years ago was my first beach trip, my first actual airborne retreat that I went on, and <laughs> and I had my first encounter with God along, and it was like, and since then I've I've like with every youth retreat I've been on, and when I come to youth, I'm always trying to like get that again. Who else? Mine was actually something bad that led into something good. Like one year, one year I didn't under know that my body had a very bad thing of dropping electrolytes real easily, <laughs> and I got <laughs> extremely sick on the beach trip. But then the next year, somebody else got really sick, and I was able to help them through it and like help them get what they needed to get through it. Which, even though it was like really bad the first year, which by the way, I did get better that year. It didn't. It was fine. <laughs> and but it led to something really good. Yes, I am a ghost, Trenton, right here. I am a ghost. So on my second youth retreat ever. I was placed in a room with all of these incredible people, and they are still, like, my best friends now, and they're all at college and stuff. Anyway, um, in worship one day, they encouraged me to sit up at the front, and I did, and out of nowhere, I just started, like, cackling. Just, I kept laughing, and I had no idea why. I was like, what is wrong with me? I'm happy, but I'm not, like, this happy. But um, I realized that that was the joy of the Lord, and I'd felt the Holy Spirit in the first way that way ever on that retreat. So that was awesome. Should I stand up or just? Okay, cool. So um, my first beach retreat, I had only been here like three months, so I was going through that whole like, I don't know anyone very well. I'm kind of lonely. And, like, so on the beach retreat, I had met some people. And then coming back, we had that all night of worship at the end of the beach retreat here in Airborne. Mm -hmm. And I remember um, it was actually Hannah, I think, um, had come up to me, and she was like, hey, do you want prayer or anything? And I'd said no, but she's like, okay, well, I feel like I'm supposed to, so I'm just going to do it anyway. (laughs) And (laughs) it was actually really good and just got rid of the loneliness I was feeling, and it was the first time I'd ever cried in the spirit. Anybody else? Um, last year when we came back for the all night worship, um, I was like already just kind of like, I don't know, hype from everything, and I just kind of like, <laughs> and so um, and then eventually I just started like crying a lot, and it was a really cool experience, and um, I got a lot of prophecies. Tyler was there with me. 
he said something like a prophecy or whatever, and it was pretty cool. I think Trenton got something. Come on, I feel it. All right, I guess now I have something. Okay. All right. Um, two years ago, on my first beach trip ever, yeah, it was really lit, and I, I, I knew you guys for like maybe six months, and I, I was, I was like, kind of like the new kid, but like everybody liked me, so I was still like, you know, I was, I was with you guys, and like, okay, and I think. I hate attention. <laughs> okay. Yeah, okay. And I'm going to talk about my last beach trip, okay? My last beach trip, I was in the middle of No, I just said it was lit. That was it. That's yeah. Yeah, I got favor. Yeah. And okay. Okay, let's say in my first beach trip it made me go to the next one. Okay. So next one, next one, everybody was like I remember all these guys in the circle like praying and crying this on the second night. And it was so amazing. Like, I, I was a part of that because I, I just felt like I needed to be. And it just impacted me so much that I, I just cried so much in the spirit. And I'm not one to cry, usually. So so that, like, that really like moved me a lot. And I'm glad that I'm here. And I'm glad that you guys are still here. Okay, <laughs> that's it. Is Emma here? I'll probably just, okay. So on my first beach trip was like four or something years ago. Um, and Emma was seeing, like, there was like an atmosphere shift. We were kind of like laughing, crying, all in a pile of faces on the ground, the sand type thing. And then all of a sudden, Emma starts telling us that there's angels all around us. And it was kind of chilly. And all of a sudden, there was like, it felt like just, they were circling around us. And the temperature changed. They got, for like a minute, it was very warm and hot and then she's like okay they're gone now and then the temperature shifted again which was the coolest thing ever i got one over here so i don't know if any of you guys were on this beach trip it's pretty far back it was one of the first ones but we were worshiping out there in the tent and there was a storm coming and it was raining like crazy and you know how we what's that tornado warning. I didn't even know that. I just knew it was crazy. And there were the tent posts were coming up, and we had leaders stationed on every post. And we all prayed, and the storm literally split right, ar right around our campsite, all the way around. And after the storm was gone, there was a rainbow. Like, what the? Like, yeah. Mitchell, who like they own Lancaster Cupcake, was on the radar going like, guys, we should probably get off the beach. And we're like, we're going to worship and pray because it's like, <laughs> it was crazy. And we just kept worshiping. And literally, he walks over to me with his phone and goes, no way. And literally on the radar, it's like the deep red or purple or whatever. It's like the most intense level of storm right over us. And the radar opens up and makes like this eyeball, like an eye shape. And it opened up completely and went around on both sides of us and we, that's when the rainbow hits is it the storm literally split apart it was black inland and it was totally black out over the ocean blue sky above us 
and a rainbow shoots down through it as we're doing this thing. We have the picture of the radar. It just went whoop, and you see Assateague Island right down, right in the middle of it. So crazy. Anyway, so others? We don't have to get limited. That's like one of my highlight ones. Stu's got one. This didn't really happen to me, but those of you who remember Danielle, um, she's my daughter. And mm -hmm. I think the last beach trip she was on, uh, the shower, the last time that she had a shower, she sprained her ankle in the shower, and it was like purple. <laughs> and we had to carry her out to the bus. We had to carry her into the bathroom. We stopped for, for a snack. We got mm -hmm. back here, and those of you who remember Lauren Morrow, I went to Lauren and said, Lauren, listen, I need a couple girls to really pray for her. And we gathered, there were about three or four girls gathered around her, and we watched her ankle shrink. Yeah. And within 20 minutes, she was running around the sanctuary here. Yeah. From an ankle that was like three times the size in purple, it's blue, crazy. and black. Those you remember that, it was like freaky. Crazy stuff, yeah. Crazy stuff. She's the one that I had to start paying. Every, every youth event she'd come on that she didn't get hurt, I'd give her a dollar. <laughs> I didn't give her very many dollars because she would, <laughs> anyway, but. She, that's awesome. Yeah, that's so good. Anybody else? All right. No, all right. I don't want to drag it out forever, but guys, what? Yeah. I forgot that one. Oh, man. Second year of the beach trip. Thank you. Second year of the beach trip. This was crazy. We went on a sea rocket back when we didn't have like 150 people going because they can't hold that many on a boat anymore. But um, we went on this boat the last day, and we went out to, like, what, Dolphin Watch. It's like the real fast boat. They go, you know, and then it stops, and dolphins are coming around. And we look out, and, like, the boat stops, and we're kind of like, okay, this better be good, you know. And there's, like, there's 80, or 80 of us out of 100 people on the boat. It was, like, our crowd. It was, like, almost the whole boat, and then these other people that thought we were crazy. But we see these dolphins out like way off in the distance, kind of a couple of them just popping their, their fin out of the water and we're like, okay, great. And then um, I think, was it Allie or Avery? Allie Amstutz, who you guys know, Allie Covert now, um, so comes up to me and says, she lived in Hawaii, so they do know cool stuff about the ocean, I guess, or whatever. But she goes, hey, have you ever heard that you can command nature in the name of God and they have to respond? And I was like, okay, that sounds like, all right, might be a trick. Felt like a setup a little bit. But she's like, if we yell praise him out over the water, the, the dolphins have to respond because we have dominion over the earth, and that's what God was giving us. And I was like, that's new theology for me, but I'll, that doesn't sound wrong. So here we go. So I'm kind of like, and she goes, you're loud, so you should do it first. And I'm like, now it feels like a trap. Because <laughs> there's 20 people that aren't part of our group, you know, that I'm like, oh, this is going to be funny. But anyway. But I don't care, so I yelled anyway. So I like, I was like, so I yelled, praise him! And literally, like, within a couple of seconds, the dolphins were like, me to the foosball table, whoosh, whoosh, jumping. And I was like, that's crazy! I was like, my faith went, like, I believe! It's so good! Um, it's so crazy, right? And then, um, yeah, even in my little faith, it was crazy. So we were like, we all have to do it! So we were like, one, two, three, and everybody goes, praise! him and literally the dolphins were going berserk around the boat little babies jumping over the moms and dads like it was great we're like no way so we like keep yelling it and i've tried it a number of times since then and god doesn't always show up exactly how i want him to <laughs> funny how that works you know i'm kind of like come on god remember when you did that i want you to do it again again right now you know and he's like nope i'm like all right it probably would have killed me i don't know 
I get over it. But God, there was such a cool thing in the variety and ways that God will and can and does show up in your lives. So I just want to call you all into a crazy place of hunger as we go into this trip this week. Is that cool? Is that exciting? Get up and stand up right now. I'm just simply going to throw some chicken up in the air. Go. Oh, wow. All right. Whoever gets it, gets it. No fighting. No fighting. There we go. Lily, way to go. So don't eat the card. Wait for the proper time. She gave it away. All right. Cool. Anyway. So it's kind of like. It's kind of like eating the live chicken. Wait till it's ready, okay? So, hold on right now. So, I just want you to close your eyes right now. And I want you to do what I said at first. And just ask God. Be really open-minded in this. And don't get all like, I need this, 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 and this. If you, like, really get a sense of what you believe God wants to give you, step out in faith and ask for that. But I do challenge you. Ask for like a hundred different things and be ready to celebrate the tiniest things. If you ask for something like, man, God, I really could use some financial help because my family's really struggling. When you find a penny on the sidewalk, celebrate. I'm so serious because we can get so caught up in the way we think God's going to show up that we'll miss a blessing that God goes, okay, there's a penny. And our willingness and our ability to recognize God's goodness and celebrate it might be the release for the next level that he has. Because maybe getting a million dollars on the street would kill you. But celebrating a penny, celebrating a dollar, celebrating $10 leads you to a place where you just go like, no way, God, God, it's all about God. It's all him. It's all from him. And financial blessing breaks through in that. Maybe that's your request, but don't ever despise the little things that God might do in your life. So ask him for a couple things right now. In your own heart, just tell him, say, God, I really, I want to hear your voice. And that can come in a lot of different ways, so don't tunnel vision that one either. I want to feel your presence. For those of you that think it's weird that all we do at the beach is cry, that's okay. When it happens, you don't care one bit. So just ask him, say, God, I want to meet with you this weekend. I want to have a ton of fun, and we're going to have so much fun. Oh, my gosh, it's so much fun. But, God, if you don't show up and meet with us, it's just another fun day at the beach. So, God, we pray you'd come and meet with us this weekend, God. We pray you would invade that beach, God. We pray that the people who walk by and see what's going on would be impacted by your presence, God. That we'd celebrate all that you're doing, Father. We pray for incredible weather, God. We pray for no bugs. God, we pray for incredibly fun times. We pray that Ben wins the volleyball tournament. In Jesus' name. (laughs) God, we just know we thank you so much for what you plan to do. And we open wide our hearts, God. We open them to you and say, come in whatever way you please, God. But I am expecting because you've promised. So I believe that you will show up and I believe that you are good and all that you give your children is good. 
So, Father, I thank you for these students, and I just say in Jesus' name, release the blessings. Blessed are those that hunger. These young people are hungry for an encounter with you, God. Bring it. We thank you, God. In Jesus' awesome name we pray. Amen. This podcast was recorded live at a Wednesday night youth meeting. To find out more, check us out on Facebook and Instagram by searching Airborne Youth.